Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell on YouTube. They're desubscribing people en masse, Larson. Yeah, what the what heck? The heck? What, what right do they have, Larson? No right. Censor, censorship, Larson. Well, right to free speech. First Amendment, yo. None of that. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, just look, if you want your notifications, make sure that you're notified that you're uh, subscribed. Subscribe and, and hit the notification yeah, bell. That's what you were trying exactly. to say, right? Thank you very much. We're right. on the road to 1,000 comments on CastBox. Oh, yeah, we, we had a, a pretty good jump last night when I checked. Whenever we, so here's the thing. You download this app called CastBox yeah. for free on iOS or, or Android. Use it to subscribe to Going In Raw. It's a fantastic. Oh, 890. It's a fantastic podcast app. We have a partnership with them. Yes. We love them very much. And uh, and so and then you go into the comments here, and then you leave us a, co- a comment, and then one of us or both of us both. Will, will respond. I'm going to read one here on the show. Yeah, same here from Jorge Jorge V. I love the name Jorge. I think it's great because you think it's George, but no, that J, it's, it's an H. Yeah, Jorge says great podcast. I listen to it every day at the gym. So Jorge is out there getting jacked. Yep, getting his pump on. He's going to have. Expert vascularity. Yes. And on top of Chompa that. Chompa levels of vascularity. On top of that, I'm going to give him a thanks friendo right now. This is a great comment right here from Jaden Glenn. Listen to you guys when I'm trying to sleep. Perfect uh, usage of going in raw. <laughs> thanks, friendo. To engage in perfect slumber. Yes. Exactly. We're also available at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of wonderful reward tiers. I had to reorder the, the posters so those are being shipped right now. Yeah, uh, we got more. I, and I just sent out like thirty friendo care packages 
from April. I have a couple more left from April that I need to send out. Um, I just got to grab the shirts, take them home and send them out. And then tomorrow I'll start working on those May ones. So hopefully by the end of this week. I'm not winking. It's, it's like I didn't get lemon in my eye like George Costanza. <laughs> you winked at me. I'm operating on one, on one contact today because something's going on with oh, it. Oh, man. So I can see really well on my right eye. Yeah. I'm basically blind out of this left one. So depending yeah. on what I'm looking at, either I have to... Yeah. Or that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. We got to get you some LASIK, man. I know. We got to get you. Look, here's the thing. Go on the Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Give us money so we can get Larson some some LASIK. There you right. go. I think well, we can. Well, we got to find like a back alley LASIK guy. No. Yeah. That's one thing. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to take a scalpel to your eye. No. He'll take I'm, a magnifying glass, put it to the sun, sun to your yeah, eye. Yeah. Cook an egg first and then my eye. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thayer's the body here in our Patreon chat. Again, you can you can for five dollars a month you can check out uh, this show, all the recaps that we do live, yeah. the same way we do on Monday and Friday, but just for the patrons. Uh, Thera Thabata in our Facebook Friendoverse group. It's a closed group that we have uh, that Mikey Omega runs, uh, and uh, Thera Thabata is an active member there. He's a good friend of ours. Of course, you've probably seen him on Matt Chat. He's running some sort of uh, raffle Ponzi scheme. It's Ponzi or Ponzi? Not sure, in any event, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up with him in handcuffs. I know it. But uh, anyways, if you make your way into the Friendoverse group, he's running a raffle for a ticket to All In. Yeah. We got ours in the mail today. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, but you can go to All In, too. All you got to do is sign up for the Friendoverse group on Facebook, get into the announcements that say, hey, there's a raffle here. And then, I guess, put your name in, in the hat. I guess. I Submit honestly your don't, entry. Know, I don't know how it works. Thera will be able to fill you in once you're into the the Friendoverse just group. Just get into the Friendoverse. Just go to Facebook, search Friendoverse. Get in there. You got to answer a couple questions. You know, Thera was talking about Frito burritos. Yeah, I brought a lunch, but man, I'm tempted to go get a Frito burrito for lunch. Uh, I'm yeah, you should. Like we tied when it comes when it okay. came to the Dominion okay, things. Let's go to Taco Bell for lunch and get Frito. Well, burritos. I'm not going to have one. Why not? I because my stomach has been. I'm not going to get into details here, but like. So I already used the the, the office toilet mm. for you know the, today. No, oh. like one time for yeah. the dreaded numero dos. Yeah, right. I don't really want to do it again. No, I understand. And I feel that. like any I disturbance. That. I understand that. I feel like Taco Bell will add fuel to that particular fire. I understand that. Peanut butter and jelly point. is back there. It's as safe as it gets. It's pretty safe. It's very safe. It's like getting airline food. That's the safest food there Ooh. is. Oh, you don't think so? Well, it depends. I mean, if you're getting just like a bag of, of pretzels, yeah. But if you get one of the snack packs and they sort of refrigerated thing in it. Oh, no. That, those are so pumped full of preservatives. It's the safest thing to eat. I've never had anything that like from an airplane that's disturbed my well, stomach. I understand that. But I'm just saying anytime you're, you're getting anything that's, that's perishable. Yeah. From anything kind of like that? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, really? I don't consider that the safest, no. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I always feel like that's like the, like it's the most boring, docile food Oh, it's you boring. Have. It's probably, it's not difficult on the stomach whatsoever, but yeah. we deal with perishable items. You know, who knows how well they're stored. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never had a problem. I think that they freeze dry those things. Well, they can't that's do that. like NASA food, You can't man. do that with cheese, though. It's like NASA food. That's not, that's not what the cheese is, though. Yeah. Anyways. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Baron Corbin's head. Oh man, that was incredible. <laughs> oh man, so Raw was you you said this in a nutshell. It's hit or miss. Raw was it was hit or miss, and I agree with that assessment exactly. The first the first <clears throat> uh, half hour forty minutes of it were really good. I watched it in such a wonky manner. Me too. So I watched the first hour live, and then when my dinner was ready, 
um, we watched The Shield. So my second hour of Raw was actually The Adventures. The Shield. The not, not Seth Rollins, Dean no. Ambrose. No, not Roman The Shield. This was The Adventures of Vic Mackey as a corrupt cop, right? Um, and, and then I watched the third hour. Uh, no, I watched the next half hour of it. I'm sorry. The first half hour of the third hour, I watched live. Then I watched the last part of it, the, the oh second hour. I know it's a mess. I thought. It, I mean, I did, I got started late last night. I didn't start watching until nine. So watched like, till about eleven. And watched yeah. the last hour this morning. It was all over the place, man. But it I mean, was it's, all over the it, place. because here's the thing: the first hour, there was there was some good things going on. Like I thought the the women's fatal four away was good. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was a really fun match. That was really fun. So it kicked off. Here's here's the problem, dude. It kicked I mean, the off. highlight of the show was Baron Corbin with no hair. Yeah, for sure. Just Absolutely. Me that I have to trim my own hair. Absolutely. Because um, f- he, he looked pretty dapper with no hair and, and the button up with the vest and all that. Yeah, we're going to talk about him in a second. We, oh, talk, we, we can talk about him now because he debuted that hair like immediately. Yeah, and this, this first segment with all the money, the bank competitors and the ladder really didn't go That's anywhere. Ter- like, dude, did, do they think these people are toys? It's as if they were advertising. I honestly thought this was like an ad for like a Money in the Bank playset. Oh yeah, because it's like, oh hey, let's let's put all our toys on these ladders. That was so dumb. Apart from kind of a charming moment between uh, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss, and Kevin Owens is everything. He should be top guy. Yeah, Kevin Owens. Every time he's on the mic, he's amazing. He he gets the best reactions. I I, I really hope that uh, a feud between him and Braun is something we get coming out of Money in the Bank. Oh, it seems like we are. I think that'd be great. It seems like we're getting Braun, Kevin Owens at the least, and potentially Finn Balor, Bob Roode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that could it be good. It seems like the, they're laying the groundwork for that. That's all good stuff. Yeah, potentially very good stuff. But although, like just although, having them hanging out on ladders, it's it's so weak. Didn't they do something like that last year or the year before? Maybe. It, it looked familiar. I Somebody, I forget who it was on Twitter, and I apologize for not sourcing this person said, could you imagine them ever even trying this in the Attitude Era? And I'm not, you know, I'm not like the guys saying, oh, everything's better in Attitude Era because it wasn't. No. But the, one of the points about, you know, one of the, the good things about the Attitude Era is that for, for the most part, most of the characters at the top, you know, portion of the show, the main event level, had, especially like Stone Cold, had such a sense of urgency to it. Mm-hmm. Like the shows did have a sense of urgency oh, to yeah, them yeah, for yeah, the yeah. most part. Yeah. At least the main event segments did. Like Stone Cold never just be chilling on a ladder. What's the kayfabe rationale for them just standing on ladders? Zero. There is exactly. none. Exactly. There, there is none. Zero. Yeah. It's like a set piece. It's a weird. And it, it all just kind of, the whole thing kind of just was them yelling at each other, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. Yeah. No, I'm going to win. Oh, no, you know win. who's going to win the men's one is going to be my mixed match challenge partner. No, my mixed challenge partner's mixed match challenge partner is going to win. No, my mixed match challenge partner is going to win. It was terrible. If I had to pick someone, it would be Sasha. That's what Finn said. Yeah. In the women's match. And Alexa was like, you know, Braun. I mean, Braun did that have that charming. cute little smile. That was charming. That's always funny. Braun's great. He does good with everything. Um, anyways, Kurt Angle comes out. And uh, and then he brings out uh, Baron Corbin with no hair and looking very dapper. I know. I thought this was great. Um, it, it does. It does sort of make me curious, though. Is this going to be? Is he going to have like a a, a a very non-wrestling role for the foreseeable future? I hope not. M- yeah, me neither. But it kind of feels that way. Yeah, no. And why they would? Because he's really improved as a wrestler. He's actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Especially against, you know, really good opponents, but yeah, that could be said for a lot of people, but you know, he moves really well for a guy his size, mm-hmm. reasonably athletic and the end of days is a fun move. Deep six is fun. It's, it's, isn't it weird how like Baron Corbin has already transitioned into like Kane on the verge of retirement? Middle management. Yeah. Which is what you do like with a guy like Kurt Angle, like is Kane. Is it corporate Corbin? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, con- I, I, did they say constable last night? I think. Oh, I think in his lower third it said constable. I think. <laughs> That's great. Anyways, there's also a, a fantastic WWE.com Fallout video. Um, no, not Fallout. Wouldn't have been a Fallout. No, it's been a WWE.com exclusive. Yeah, where they cut YouTube. his hair. Where they cut his hair. It was cute because he was kind of half in character, half out of character. Number one, I did not realize just how long his hair had gotten. Yeah. Um, and they cut it and he was like, you know, is it enough there to, to donate? Can we donate it? And the lady said, yeah, I think so. So that was very charming. Yeah. So, you know, kayfabe, I guess he, he's got like kind of a heart, you know, oh, out of kayfabe out of, well, cause he was kind of in and out. Well, that part seemed very much not, but yeah. later when they, they, they cut all his hair off when he it was said, all, yeah, well, it's one less thing for people on Twitter to complain about. That is not a Baron Corbin impression. I know. <laughs> Well, I was trying to do a shoot voice because it's different than it is. Oh, yeah. It's a little different. It's not, yeah. hey, man. Hey. It's one less thing for those nerds. One less thing. Because it's a little, it seems a little deeper. It's Twitter nerds it's one to less complain thing for about. those Twitter nerds to complain about. My balding hairline. I'm balding this. They should have just, they should have gave him like a sip of wits. Like just not shaved it. Just like cut it short, but kept the balding aspect well, of it. Well, just been trimmed it, yeah. Or Frasier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but he looked great. He yeah, looked, he looked yeah. fantastic, and uh, and yeah, you can tell like you can tell he wasn't entirely comfortable with it at first. But he wasn't completely self conscious, or maybe that's just either. him. I think it's just him that's in general. I, th- I thought he came off like he was really comfortable. Like okay, he was good. totally cool with it. All right, all right, maybe I'm. He knew he looked good. Yeah, he. I think I don't know. He. I think he was like, man, I don't want anybody to look at me right now. They're no, all. Gonna, they're all going to look at me. And Kevin Owens said something very nice. He oh, said, yeah. I think your haircut looks great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that anyways. That was probably a shoot. Yeah, I think that was a shoot. Anyways, that led to our first match of the night, the fatal four-way between the four uh, women who are going to be in the Women's Money in the Bank match mm-hmm. on Raw. So, Natalia versus Sasha Banks versus mm-hmm. Ember Moon versus Alexa Bliss. Why did Alexa Bliss go to the back, just come back out for the entrance when she was already in the ring? Um, they really like their entrances. WWE really likes their entrances. But this, what's, I don't get the motivation behind it. There's no motivation behind There's it. There's none. It, it, does, it took me out of the show. That's the first thing I saw when, when, when Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Ember in the ring. I was like, well, where's Alexa Bliss? And then her music hits, and she walks from the back, Yeah. even though she was just in the ring. They're trying to emulate uh, to the 2K series. Maybe. They're trying to get closer to the 2K series, not the other way around. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That bothered me. I don't know why, but it bugged. Yeah, it's a bit of a bug. Uh, anyways, this was a really fun match. It was. It was really good. Yeah, no, it was. It was really good. Are we gonna? Are we supposed to get the same thing on SmackDown tonight? A couple of know. fatal four ways. I don't know. They've announced some matches. I can check real quick. Uh, yeah, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss. Uh, especially <coughs> now, this this match went on a ways. It lasted like three commercial breaks, mm-hmm. um, including like a picture in picture commercial break for. Money, Money in the, the bank. bank, and then like thirty seconds later, they went to a real commercial. Really, break. Yeah, that was odd. That bugged me too. That was annoying. Uh, but man, lots of stuff. Ember Moon had like a suicide dive that, that destroyed Sasha. Felt like she was going thirty miles an hour too fast. Yeah, you know, it's like she should be going around ten miles an hour. And yeah. She went like forty. I mean, it looks great. Oh, it looked fantastic. She is fantastic. Yeah, that that tornado suplex she did later on the match was awesome. Dude. Yeah, that was good. Here's what's announced for SmackDown on WWE.com: Page to host Women's Money in the Bank Summit. Mm-hmm. It'll do it in the, in the in, uh, backstage around that conference table again, like the contract signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's it. Okay. So nothing about the Money in the Bank participants? No. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, and all those first ascent car. Exactly. Ooh, that's going to be good. Yeah, that'll be great. I hope. I, I heard they're going to do They should do that for the pre show as well for Money in the Bank, like a rematch for that one. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, Alexa Bliss, after like a fantastic finish where everybody was getting their finishers off and everybody's getting mm-hmm. pulled off each other, um, Alexa Bliss tapped out to the sharpshooter. Natalia wins. I'm really bummed out I didn't get my whiteboard. Oh. I kind of feel because we need to talk about like, number one, everybody, all the guys on Raw, no, Bobby Roode hasn't. What? Bobby Roode hasn't stood tall in the Money in the Bank lead up. No. But I don't think that he is going to win. No, I don't think anybody from Raw is going to win. Neither do I. Men's, but the, but the number. But if you're if you're talking about who's standing tall, Kevin Owens. If anybody from Raw would win, it's going to be Kevin Agreed. Owens. Um, I think it's going to be Miz or a member of New Day. That's what it feels like to me. I feel like it's going to be Miz. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be Miz and Daniel Bryan, uh, and Miz. Because here's the thing: Miz works best when he has. Something approximating a title, the IC title, you know, and because he can't have that and the U.S. title, I feel, is below him. And for some reason, they're keeping on a guy who's injured right now. Um, that that briefcase, I think, makes yeah. all the sense yeah. in the world. He's the he's like talk about the opportunist no, he's like, guy. Well, he's like the perfect. He's the perfect money in the bank. The guy. Same guy. with Kevin Owens. Yeah. But I think that's going to go to SmackDown. So then I guess you would think that someone from Raw be winning the women's money, the big match. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Natalia might have been a front runner considering her relationship with Ronda Rousey. Not now. But it doesn't seem like it now. No. Um, I would think Alexa Bliss would be the front runner now for, for Raw. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, nev- they haven't really done an Alexa Bliss Ronda Rousey thing. Mm-hmm. So that makes kind of sense. And I, as much as I'd like it to be Ember Moon, I don't think they're going to do Ember holding that briefcase. If they think yeah, Ronda's going to be champ for a while. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Face thing. So it seems like it's going to be either Natalia or Bliss. I think I think you're right about that. I think it's probably going to be if it's going to be somebody on Raw, it's going to be Bliss. Although, man, well, we still have SmackDown. We still we have SmackDown before we do our predictions on Wednesday. Because how great would it be if, if Becky Lynch won? Oh, it'd be fantastic. Oscar wins the title. Oh my God, Oscar wins the title. I already restarted my computer. Oscar wins the title against Carmella. And then Becky Lynch and Charlotte come out to, to celebrate, or maybe just Becky Lynch comes out to celebrate, bonks her over the head with that briefcase after winning, and then cashes in and wins the title. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I would really like that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, anyways, next we had Finn Balor um, and Kevin Owens backstage. Kevin Owens walks up to Finn Balor with a bowl of olives. An olive, an olive branch. Well, it's the best he could find. He said. Well, that's what he says. Yeah, so he says, good, he says I don't, good for you. Yeah, I know you like that stuff that's, you know, the high in protein stuff, yes. and, yeah, low in, yeah. And then uh, Finn's just like, what do you want? What's your deal? And Kevin Owens makes the case, we need to team up against Braun Strowman. I really like, look, I, I, I totally understand your point of view in terms of over the past couple of weeks. What is Kevin Owens really getting out of any of his actions? What's his real motivation? Because it's been really murky. But he's tra- you can tell he's making the best out of what's oh, yeah. supposed to be him trying to he thinks he thinks Braun is the thing that's standing in his way. Yeah, no, it made, it made perfect sense this week. Yeah. But, you know, a couple of weeks back when he got involved in the Finn Balor, Braun Strowman match didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if Braun picks up the win or, yeah. or been been. 
Finn picks up the win yeah. over Braun if that's his end game. Yeah, they just it's been really clunky in getting to what they yeah. got to this week, which is Kevin thinks Braun Strowman <laughs> is standing in his way. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he, uh, you know, he says, hey, Finn, you know, we really need to. And, you know, it, what he's saying makes sense. Oh, yeah, totally. And Finn recognizes that it makes sense, even though he really doesn't want to believe anything that comes out of Kevin Owens. Well, Owen's he also mouth. doesn't trust Kevin Owens. Exactly. Uh, after that, we had Brizango versus uh, Dolph and Drew. Um, this was a fairly quick match. Oh, yes. And a dominant performance once again from uh, Drew. That, uh, what was it, a powerbomb? Oh, yeah. Onto, onto that looked nasty. Onto Fandango's back. It was Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze got powerbombed by Drew McIntyre onto uh, yeah Fandango's Fandango, back. And it was rough. And he because he was he was on all fours. Yeah, trying to get up. Trying to get up, and then he got powerbombed. And I I'm assuming that it kind of looked like he powerbombed him, like not flush. Yeah. Sort of over here. Yeah, yeah but still, that's a lot of but force. Still, that looked nasty. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they need to be careful with that stuff. Tranquilo. Assuming they're all professionals, they know what they're doing. Yes. But still, I like, the, I like to know that they're safe. They all need to wear, like, you know, protective gear, apparently. They all need to just strap themselves into pillows. Oh, that's a great idea. It'd be the most comfortable wrestling possible. Exactly. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd try to be a wrestler then. Uh, anyways, uh, they pick up the win. Drew and Dolph Ziggler with the zigzag Claymore thing. Yeah, and then they drop a promo afterwards. Really good promo. They said, uh, so I got, I mean, I know they've been, because their, their thing was, you know, I know we got eliminated, but that's in the past. We move forward. We're going to dominate the tag team division now. And Drew said, this is exhibit one, two, what they did to Breezango. Yeah. Or exhibit A and B. So if they're going to keep them out of the actual title scene for a while, they need to put them in there with authors of pain Mm -hmm. and have them go over authors of pain. Have them trade some weight. Come on, they're not doing anything. No, I know. Man, but people are still scared of them. Yeah. So here's what you do. Well, they won't be if, if Dolphin Drew beat them. Trade some, they're a quality team. Trade some wins. Well, trade, trade some seen, wins and losses. Based on what we've seen of them in NXT, but we haven't really seen them on main. So people who don't watch NXT have no idea that Authors of Pain is a quali- are a quality team. Oh, I, da- I disagree with that completely. Because, you know, they're on main event. Who doesn't watch that? People know, man. Come on. People know. They're savvy to who the Authors of Pain are. You bring the Authors of Pain out on Raw for a couple weeks. You have them do what they've been doing on Main Event, from what I hear, and have them squash a bunch of jobbers. And people will get people who don't know who they are will get the idea pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm see. not saying Dolphin Drew should be squashing the Authors of Pain. Okay, well, you give me another scenario then, because who else really could be challenging well, Dolphin Drew? Problem, uh, Raw's tag team division is, is weak. Yeah, and Authors of, Pain, Authors of Pain are not a week. I they they like, kept them out of the comedy I feel like, scene. I, well, I feel like they kept them out of the scene entirely because they they don't want them to be involved in the comedy stuff. They also don't want to job them out. And I'm not suggesting they get jobbed out necessarily. I suggest that make them a really, really strong opponent for Dolphin Drew, but have that be something that Dolphin Drew can, can put in their belt. You, you, you need to, you, if you're going to be serious about this Dolphin Drew thing, and they need to be, then they need to get some quality wins against some quality opponents. Authors of Pain. Well, so does, uh, I guess my, my, my point is, so does, the, so does Authors of Pain. And they're done, man. They're done. They're done. It's, they're it's, it's done it. yet. You can you, you get what you can out of them. Get what you, and there's, and there's no, there is no, look, here's what you do. Dolphin Drew get the final word on that one. Authors of Pain go on to squash a couple more tag teams. 
There's plenty of squashable tag teams in Raw, here's and who, they can play third here's, fiddle. Here, and I know, granted, they haven't been treated like real legitimate contenders, but here's who Dolphin Drew should get a prolonged feud against, and yep. that's the Revival. Because while the Revival haven't been winning anything... They've been in comedy matches. But they're legitimate enough as a tag team. If you let them go let out there add, for Hold on minutes. a second. Let me ask you something. Who do people feel are more legitimate as, as a threat? Authors of Pain Oh, Authors or of Revival? Pain for sure. But yes. I'm saying, but I feel like they're keeping Authors of Pain away from everything now because they don't want to make them look silly with comedy stuff and they don't want them to lose. You got to stick your head out there at some point, man. Like they have to, I, they I have to do that. something. I know though. I think they will once they get past the, through this B team broken mat Bray stuff. Once they get past that, then I think they will. But that's just the feeling I get is they're just trying to keep sort of like what they're doing with sanity for different reasons. They're just keeping them out of the way to let everything else play out. And then they'll introduce. Well, them. I mean, yeah, but how long can you do that? Well, I don't know. How long can like, you, you'd think they could be on raw every other week just to squash some people off yeah. the pain. That is, there's plenty of people in the raw tag division that they can be squashed. But my point is, is if the revival event. is a good tag team. They can put on good matches. Yeah, sure. And if you take the same tact as you mentioned with Austin pain, have the revival go in there and beat, I don't know, Slater and Rhino and a couple other teams over the course of three weeks and put on good matches like they're capable of doing. Granted, they haven't had many opportunities to do that on the main roster yet. Do that for two or three weeks, um, you know, and then introduce Dolph and Drew to that. Have them go on, you know, feud for a couple months. That could be really entertaining. They could put on some really good matches. It's probably, it would benefit everybody involved. It's probably what I'd prefer to see. Yeah. Maybe. How big of a statement would it be, though, have Dolphin Drew beat Authors of Pain? Because people, I, I think they're, you're right, they want them to be big, but they just have no idea what to do with a team that can get super one-dimensional. And I just feel like, man, I don't know. They need to, they need to, if look, if it's a hard-fought thing between Dolphin Drew, I kind of think that does more for the Authors of Pain than doing what they're doing, just holding off on Well, them. yeah, because they're not doing anything now. Because they're not doing anything, exactly. So I don't know. But I feel but like there's got to be a reason for them not to be doing anything other than I wish. I, yeah, I, I No, I think it's I think not you're a situation right. where it's like, oh, we brought them up. We're going to do with them. I don't know. No, that's exactly what it is. That's what it is. They don't know what to do with a one dimensional team. They have no idea what to do with them. they should have. They should have kept Paul Ellering around and they wouldn't be so one dimensional. You're right. I agree completely. Because he seemed cool sticking around. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be on the road with them, but he'd be at raw. At some point, though, authors of pain are going to need to come in contact with. A team that is formidable. Oh, I know, I know, you know? I know. Because I know. you've got you've got Dolphin Drew and you got uh, the the champions. Yeah, I don't know. I no, don't, I, I, know, I, don't, I know, I know, know they do, do, but they just I don't know. They're just not doing anything with authors paying that is in any way remoting remotely interesting. Hey, let me ask you something: Who's in a better situation right now, Authors of Pain or the Revival? <laughs> not, neither situations are ideal, but it's got to no. be Authors of Pain. Because at least you're not in comedy segments. We said it before. The revival are buried right now. Authors of Pain kind of aren't because you're... It, well, Authors of Pain are basically non-existent right now in the world of main roster. Whereas the revival is... There's least, a, there's they this, might be in crap comedy segments, but at least they're on TV somewhat. They're a specter. The Authors of Pain are a specter that are waiting to... Come. I, I agree. This is like neither situation is ideal. No, they're both bad. They're both bad. I'm just saying, like, if you switch them up and Authors of Pain are involved in food fights... That'd be terrible. Oh, it would be. That'd be awful. But I guess that, I mean, that's a testament to the Revival's versatility. They're not one-dimensional. 
Because could you imagine Dolphin Drew? Here's, I, I guess here's the thing. To make it interesting for the crowd, Dolphin Drew, you know, next week they take on, I guess, I don't know, The Ascension, right? Another comedy act, basically. And they squash them the way they squash Breezango. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then you get Titus Worldwide. And then you get Titus Worldwide. They go through them. And you get uh, Slater and Rhino again. Well, you don't need to go that far. But let's say there's two more teams that they go through, right? Yeah. And then and people are like, okay, well, we, we know what they can do. Authors of Pain come out. And then it's like, oh, playtime's over. Because here's the thing. They go through Breezango. They go through uh, 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 Titus Worldwide or Ascension. And then the Revival come out. The Revival have already been sort of grouped in with these other guys. Why does anybody think that the Revival would put on a, should put on a competitive match? I guess that's my thing. Why would anybody think the Revival would put on any more of a competitive match with Dolphin Drew than the Ascension, Breezango, or Heath Slater and, oh, I get and Rhino? That point. I get that no, point. No, but they, they're grouped in already. WWE's failing in terms of booking a compelling tag Yeah, but that's, where, that, but that's where we are is my point. But I, but I, if I, I, don't, if, I don't know if, yeah, if you have authors of pain come out and squash some people. I don't know. It's still not that compelling. Well, Authors of Pain aren't that compelling, but people associate them, at least upon their arrival, with, oh my God, these guys are, are, are bad dudes, you know? Yeah, but then they disappear for, for five weeks and then no one is this out of sight, out of mind, man. Yeah, but it's not, I'm looking at a comedy act. And so if they I come out then they, after like being they, if gone. If they put the revival in, in, in three straight weeks of good matches, people will forget about the food fight. They're not going to do that, though. Well, they should. Well, yeah, this isn't Stephen Larson book. Well, I don't know if they're going to take Authors of Pain off main event anytime soon either. Yeah. And they should, but I don't know if they're going to. I just think people would view that as a bigger threat than, it, but, than yeah, the comedy Yeah, but act. that would have to be down the line. I feel like if you're talking six months from now, yeah, but if you're talking in three weeks. They can't hold off on Authors of Pain for six I'm months. I'm not suggesting they not, not bring them back on TV until six months. I'm saying if you want to do Drew and Dolph versus Authors of Pain, give it, give it six months so each team can build themselves up. Uh, after that, we had a Roman Reigns interview um, where he didn't really, he just said, yeah. what did he say? I don't, I don't know. know. It's not important. Big dog stuff. Yeah. I got a match. This is a point of raw where I was sending a Minoru Suzuki gift <laughs> to, to Ulysses. <laughs> Man, why is it the freaking UK is getting all the matches that I'd rather see at the Cow Palace? Some awesome matches. I'm happy that I'm not going to the Cow Palace now. Ishii versus Suzuki? How's that not a main event anywhere? I know. I know. Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be great. I know their first match was great. Walter, Walt, freaking Walter versus uh, who's he taking on? I don't know. It's going to be good though. Yeah, who's he taking on? It's a singles match, right? Yeah, it's a singles Why match. Why is it escaping me? It's Walter versus. Uh, oh wait, no. Was it Eugene? No. Yeah, Eugene Nagata. Yeah. Oh man. I know. Past and present collide. I know. It's going to be a great, great couple of days of wrestling. Uh, after that, we had what was supposed to be Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns. Jinder Mahal comes out and says, Roman Reigns, uh, I'm going to beat you up. Then Roman Reigns comes down and he says, I'll fight you now. And then Jinder Mahal says, hold on. And the challenge I issued wasn't Roman Reigns against me. Yeah. And he was alluding to uh, maybe the giant Kali mm-hmm. coming down the ring. But he said, or sorry, the great Kali. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, the great Sunil Singh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of course, that wasn't much of a match. Roman I thought it was going to be a return of Sumir. Oh, that have been great. Because I've seen him, like, he's been yeah, in a bunch of gym pictures. Yeah. He's been rehabbing, yeah. That'd been great. If he comes out all jacked. <laughs> right. Um, so, of course, Roman wins. Superman punch, spear. Jinder uh, attacks Roman after the bell. He has a cloth, thus guaranteeing that he's going to lose at Money in the Bank. Yes. He's totally going to lose. Yeah. That, the, the math, you know, there are certain times when the math just stacks up so oh, perfectly. It's, it's, I guess it's Tokyo Pimp against Walter. 
I think. That's what someone in chat, Patrick Oliva says here in chat, Tokyo Pimp. Um, maybe that's day one or day two. Oh, maybe. Because, yeah, you told me that, but then I think I thought there was like a a Walter versus, yeah, I think Walter versus Eugene God is on one of those days. Yeah, it could be. Um. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Roman wins, f- super easy. Yeah, yeah, Walter versus Nagata on one of them. Okay, one cool. Of the cards right on. But yeah, I thought it was. Uh... And I love that they're bringing in UK dudes too. Oh, I know. Well, that's... it's for Rev Pro. It's, they're doing. It they're, Rev yeah, Pro. they're yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, gender attacks. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, the Coloss, et cetera, et cetera. Roman's winning, and it's gonna oh, be yeah. it's gonna be the quintessential Roman match. No drama, nothing of interest. Weak power moves. <laughs> Supposed to be the muscle guy of the shield and didn't have any muscle moves really. <laughs> Give him power bombs. I know. Well, he does have a power bomb. He has like the razor's edge power bomb. He's still. being booked perfectly on Stephen Larson Booker Off. Yeah, man. I am very. This pet, we've been on a roll, man. Yeah, it's been some good shows. Of There's late. been some good shows. Our first installment of Money in the Bank that we streamed uh, yesterday was pretty solid. Oh man, it was super solid. It was really good. Doing some good character work there too. <laughs> are we gonna? Hey, are we gonna shave Baron? We can't. Two K Games allow us to change the hair. Oh yeah. On current superstars. If we copy him and make him a custom character, can we do it then? No, you can't change the hair. That's a bummer. Uh, next, B Team versus Slater and Rhino. Um, Heath Slater had a shirt that said "Rhino made this for me." Yeah, it was, was charming, all clunky, and stuff. That yeah, was nice. I know it's good. I like that. Um, B team pick up another win, pitting Slater after hitting their finisher. Undefeated as the B team, three and yeah. Three is a three and Yeah, something like might that. be more on the house show circuit. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, anyways, uh, Bray Wyatt and, Bro- and Woken Matt show up on the uh, Titantron, drop a promo. Yeah, it was a good says, performance. We're here, et cetera, et cetera. and then Matt and Bray teleport to the ramp. Yeah, do more talking. Matt says we're going to eat you mm-hmm. and delete you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I like that we got sort of a comedy act in the B team going up against sort of a couple of weird guys. Yeah. Um, take it to the compounds. Oh, of course. That, that's, that'll make me happy. Yeah. I do I do wish that Bray would at least make a subtle reference to Same the fact here. that he's flipping related to Bo Dallas. because everybody just call knows him Brother Bo. Or, or just, or yeah. Because I say that because it fits into the Matt Hardy thing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make one, yeah, some was, reference. Was Bo Dallas's real name? Taylor, brother Taylor, brother Taylor, or brother Michael. What's uh, what's Bray's real name? What is it? Wyndham, Wyndham. Oh, Rotunda. that's right. It's two very nineties, early nineties wrestlers' name mashed together. <laughs> Wyndham, that's great. Wyndham Lawrence Rotunda. What a great name, Wyndham. How do you shorten that? What do you shorten that to? Well, either wind or ham. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, D Ham? <laughs> Oh, win. Come here, win. Winnie? I'm not sure a kid, a little boy would like Winnie. Uh, next, Elias drops a promo to camera backstage saying that uh, he didn't know if he wanted to, to debut his new song in a town like Little Rock. Man, I love Little Rock. Spent 18 solid months there. See, that I know is That you know is true. Yeah. I can say that one. Yeah. Because that actually happened. Then he's out there doing a promo, calls it a hillbilly state. He's this hillbilly town, a little rock. People didn't like that, but they no. quickly got back on board with him. Yeah. Because he, uh, he sang, I liked his little Seth Rollins jam. Yeah, it was good. That was, that was a nice little song that he sang. He sang a little song about, uh, about Seth Rollins. 
Elias showed off, a, he busted out a custom guitar apparently given to him by John Mayer. Yeah, that's what he said. It had the Intercontinental Championship uh, airbrushed on as it. As well as his name on it twice. It looked beautiful. It was a nice looking guitar. Seth Rollins comes out, um, comes to the ring, starts talking. Mm-hmm. Elias gets out of there and Seth starts teasing that he's going to stomp on the guitar. Yeah, teases it, teases it, teases it, does and then, it. And then does it. He does it. And then uh, Coachman makes a really weird Jay-Z reference. Yeah. I think, because like everybody on Twitter was like, what is Coachman talking well, he about? Well, he said, like, the guitar was a gift from a hip-hop legend or something like that. That's what he said. So I could be completely going That's out on a limb here. He said. But maybe he was... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because there's a bit of a hop in the curb stomp. And so maybe he was tr- making a really awkward metaphor for that. I don't That's know. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, then someone said John, I think Corey Graves said John Mayer. He said John Mayer is not a hip-hop artist. And, and, and Coachman said Jay-Z, John Mayer, same thing. And then they just dropped it because it was like, Coachman's so bad. He's, dude, I'm sorry. But when we've had Booker T, and I know people out there, some people don't like Booker T's commentary. You and I think it's great. Oh, he's primarily because both Michael Cole and Corey Graves get the biggest kick out of him. Even if you don't appreciate how random he can be, they get a kick out of him. Mm -hmm. And so I get a kick out of Mm -hmm. him. Um, Whereas it seems like when coachman's random, they don't know how to respond. It's like the nerdiest stuff. Yeah. He's not good. (laughs) Was last night Michael Cole said something to him like, well, you know, uh, he made some reference to ESPN. Coachman did. And then Cole says something like, well, you can't make up stuff here like you did there. I I get the feeling they don't, it's not that they don't like him. There's no chemistry there. There's no chemistry. There's no chemistry. That's what it is. Like he doesn't fit in. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Whereas the chemistry between Cole and Graves and Booker T is outstanding. Oh man, it's great. You can just tell they genuinely like each other. watching it with friends. Anyways, uh, then we had Bob Roode and Kevin Owens backstage. Kevin Owens was uh, trying to tell Bobby Roode, you know, now I'm more used to calling him Bob Rude, thanks to you. I'm trying to I'm trying to say his his name is Bobby Rude. Bob Rude. Uh, Kevin Owens trying to appeal to him that they, everybody needs to team up on Braun Strowman. Yeah, Bob Rude is uh, taking his words. You know, everybody understands the nightmare yeah, of Braun. Yeah, Strowman. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. At the same time, people know that they necessarily shouldn't trust Kevin Owens. So then Bailey has a match versus Ruby Riot. As Bailey's what making the her heck entrance, was this? Why are they just kind of like making a mess? They cut backstage to Rude. Ru- Mm. And they cut, and they cut mm. that guy's tie off. I'm trying to be positive. I really am. But this latest gimmick of the Riot Squad, simply just making a mess wherever they go, is honestly the the stupidest piece of character development. Now we're here to just like ruin things. Just suddenly, that's their thing now. They're just, they're just hadn't done it before two weeks just ago. Kind of misfits because they cut off the dude's tie. They're just kind of annoying people. Yeah. And it just doesn't fit. No. Like, what is the purpose behind, like, gently, uh, you know, taking stuff out of people's luggage yeah. or kind of gently tossing Flipping stuff over aside or, or, or cutting people's ties? What's the point? What is the point? You know what's, what's sad, too, is that Ruby Wright's putting on some decent matches. Yeah. And they're giving her wins. But I guess along with that, she's saddled, they're saddled with this gimmick of just being just sort of destructive but, in but they're the, not really being destructive in the in the le- in the least effective way Braun's destructive yeah right yeah right squad is kind of annoying yeah dude i don't it's i don't know man 
Like they make they make a mess and like when Braun destroys things like, oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. They just make a mess and it's like, why did you have to do that? Yeah. Someone now has to clean up your mess. You're inconveniencing somebody for what? No reason. It's a mild inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Sense. Uh decent match though. Like I said, yeah, Ruby right. she's been putting on some good matches. She wins with the riot kick. Of course, you know. After a, a, Riot a, Squad. a yeah, a bit of a distraction, courtesy of Riot Squad. Yeah. Um, next, we had Ronda Rousey and Natalia backstage briefly, in the lead up to the Ronda mm. Rousey Nia Jax face to face. Yeah. Then we get that it's moderated by Coachman. They're just sitting in chairs. This was one of those. This was one of those. It's uh, awkward, and they just sit in chairs without tables. I know. I can't stand it. This is one of my. It's like they've taken like Ronda's. So Ronda's good at certain things. Yeah. She's bad at certain things or not comfortable in certain. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. There are certain things she's just not comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And it's like they've decided to just go ahead and throw her into the deep end of that. Yeah. Put her in a chair and let her get by on, on her talk. And in fact, I actually thought that towards the tail end of this, when she was giving it some passion after they had stood up, when, at what point did she start like screaming into the mic? That was towards the end after she stood up right before she took the jacket off. I thought that was decent. Off. Yeah, it was I thought fine. that was okay. That was, was good. I think she's doing she's doing what she can with what well, she's she stood up and started saying, you know, like people told me I couldn't, you know, be. Oh, I like that in yeah. the Olympics. Yeah, and, I like and that. When the title of Strike Force and made event a UFC card, now I'm in the Hall of Fame. That was all. She good. didn't stumble. No, and you have to appreciate that because it was a fairly long, longish segment. Um, yeah, kicking things off just sitting in leather chair in office chairs. There's zero urgency, right? I right can't away. stand that. I can't stand that. If you're gonna do that, put tables in front of everybody. Yeah, I know. And if you're not gonna do tables, then just have them stand up. Yeah, yeah. Because at least that way you can block it. You know, interestingly. So like, he, I feel like it could have been like this kind of thing could have felt big. They, you want to give this a, if especially if it's gonna main event. Especially if it's gonna main event, you want to give this a big fight feel, right? What did they do when Stone Cold faced off against Tyson? I always go back to that because it's perfect. They've surrounded him with people oh, it's like, it was like on a, edge. It's almost like a weigh-in. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Everybody, everybody had their, their, their entourage. People yes. are ready to make sure these two don't kill each other first. Yeah. yeah. That's what this should have like, been. Why not have Natalia come out with Ronda Rousey? Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, she comes out with Rousey. You get some security guards in there. Mm-hmm. Just get some security mm-hmm. guards, mm-hmm. you know? And that that would make, that would, number one, it would fill up your frame. It would make it feel bigger. Yeah. Um, and don't get Coachman in there. No, put that's Corey a, Graves in there. That's a bad idea. Yeah, put Corey Graves in there, or even, or even uh, Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of them. Or even Renee Young. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, Renee you Young's go. really good. Yeah, she's really good. Um, you give it a big fight feel, not just hanging out in office chairs because yeah. it's, it's empty. You want to clutter your frame yeah. with, you know, the potential well, for chaos. Well, there's nothing dynamic going on when yep. you've got people sitting around in office chairs. Right. Yeah. And at least if they're standing, you can block it. It's an interesting situation. So you, you, can, you can show off the power dynamic based on what people are standing in relation to each other in the ring. Yeah, you don't want a casual conversation. You, 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 you don't want a casual com- conversation. You want uh, what could appear to be a powder keg. Like this could yes, go off at exactly, any moment. Exactly. And the way, like, it, it's so Lacey was hanging out with me in the living room while I, was, while I was watching this. And Lacey's always been a big Ronda Rousey fan. She hasn't really watched a lot of the wrestling stuff. But she's always been a big Ronda Rousey fan. And, uh, and so she's sitting there watching this, and she was asking me, she was like, you know, do people usually pop for Ronda? I was like, I was like they do. She doesn't get, like, a stone-cold pop because they haven't given her a stone-cold thing to do yet. No. But they like her. And, uh, and then she's like, and then, you know, five minutes into this thing, she says, 
this is kind of cringy. They're just sitting in a chair. I'm like, I know that's when it's, that's when it's bad. It's like when, when a cat, when like somebody who, you know, Lacey, despite of the, despite the fact that this is my job, she's not like super into wrestling or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like when it's on and it's entertaining, she'll watch it. She'll say, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. When it's cringy, she'll say, this is not good. Did she watch the Sami Zayn, Bobby yeah. Lashley? And when that happened, she said, don't they wrestle on this show? She literally said, she said I thought this was a wrestling show. I'm like, I know. I know, man. I know. So anyways. Um, anyways, they, they, they did start, you know, uh, fighting a little bit. Um, Naya tried to punch Ronda. She caught the arm, tried to do arm bar. Mm-hmm. Naya headbutted her. Um, eventually, Ronda got uh, Naya in the uh, armbar position, trying to, you know, Naya did the locking of the hands mm-hmm, yeah. so she couldn't extend the arm. Yeah. Uh, Ronda eventually did it. Naya tapped out immediately. But why did the bell ring? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. Yeah. As soon as, as, Naya, as, soon as <laughs> Naya tapped out, the bell rang once. What? Why did they do that? It's not a match. Oh, I know. Oh, that's great. That's so dumb. Oh, I love that's hilarious. I'm but sitting there watching it this morning. Like, why did they ring the bell? Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that didn't make any sense to me. No. It's funny, too, because the first five minutes of this, too, Lacey said, don't they give these guys scripts? And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the problem. That's the issue, yeah. That's the issue, as opposed to just letting them be natural. And I said, here's the problem, is that they do script it. They probably give them their scripts 10 minutes before they go out there. Mm-hmm. Or at most a couple hours. And even that's impressive. They're able to memorize all that crap. But it's like it's a lot of stuff to memorize. You know? I know. So, and there's another problem beyond having to memorize, you know, three pages of the lines five minutes before you go out. You don't get to work through the beats of the scene, so yeah. you know when to introduce some ebb and flow into the emotion in your delivery. Yeah. So I, I kind of worry. I mean, like Naya did fine last night mm-hmm. with her delivery, but it was a bit too even. It's scripted. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's you're right. It's there's no there's no there's no peaks and valleys. No. It's all really even. They need somebody. Yeah, they need like um, not only do they have to you know give people their script like an hour ahead of time, but the mm-hmm. producer needs to go back there and say, okay, this is where you know because add emphasis, yeah. emphasis dial it back, and it, the, get intense. The, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, Naya was fairly one note through the entire thing, but I felt that Rhonda actually did a relatively job building to her mm-hmm. crescendo. Oh yeah, she did. There, you know, yeah, she said all the stuff that they said I couldn't do. They said they couldn't do. They said I couldn't do. Um, so I don't know. I thought she did decent with what she was given. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next, we had uh, there's a quick little. Oh, wait a second. Wait. Sorry, not to cut you off. Uh, where does the math stand on that? That's is that going to be a cash in situation? I kind of feel like it is because Rhonda totally stood tall. Yeah, like very obviously, mm-hmm. which should mean Naya retains. But I don't see Naya don't pinning Rhonda clean. That's I feel not gonna like happen. there's there's some chaos thrown in because of yeah. money in the bank. Yeah, so maybe Alexa will cash in or something. Yeah. Um, next. Following a brief uh, backstage segment between No Way Jose and Kurt Hawkins, we have that match. No Way Jose comes down in the ring, cue up uh, Kurt Hawkins' Titantron. No Kurt Hawkins. They mm-hmm. do it twice. And so the ref starts doing a 10 count, count Kurt Hawkins out. Yeah. But don't both competitors have to be in the ring before the bell even rings and the match starts? Yeah, I sort of, like at that point when Nia Jax is tapping out and the bell rings, you just sort of do yeah, away with so. the logic, you Anyways. know? So uh, I think the ref got to about four or five. Kurt Hawkins attacks Noe Jose. Apparently he was a member yeah. of the conga line. Which kayfabe, how does Noe Jose not realize that? Well, how does he choose the conga line in the first place? Yeah. Who's he, who's he recruiting? Just anybody hanging out backstage? Any old person. I guess so. 
Anyways. And apparently Hawkins scouted that, knew that, got into yeah. disguise. Yeah, he still lost, though. <laughs> pop-up punch loss. I like that pop-up punch, though. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he took the loss. I feel like this is leading to something. I, this is going to lead to a win at some point. Maybe SummerSlam. Is he going to beat No Way Jose? Oh, I hope so. Because they, they're making a bigger deal about it now. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks now. He's been And on they TV. showed, like, I guess Sports Illustrated did some sort of mini article mm-hmm. on him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was ESPN. Okay. I think that's when Cole made that reference to ESPN or Coach somebody making stuff up. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Finn Balor backstage talking to Bobby Roode. So they've each been talked to by Kevin Owens. They were discussing amongst themselves whether they should uh, go along with Kevin Owens' plan. Yeah. And Bob Roode says, you know, kind of has a point. Maybe the three of us should team up on Braun Strowman. Finn Balor says, he says, I'll keep an eye on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, and I'll keep an eye on you. I got my eyes on you, pal. Got my eyes on you, Bob Roode. Which is kind of out of nowhere. Like, shouldn't he trust him? He's a face. Face and face. Well, it means every man for themselves, though. Uh, next, Sammy oh, Zane and Bobby God. Lashley. Dude, I don't... Okay, so I'm, I'd never advocate for the firing of anybody in any job. Well, save for one big one. Uh, but whoever is writing this... That they, they, I mean, or maybe it's Vince. I don't know. Maybe Vince is coming up with this crap. But they need, like, some, they need to go back to, like, they need to just, like, sort of a demotion. Or maybe, maybe they need maybe to start writing for main event or something like they, that. Yeah, they need to shadow somebody that's doing good work on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll freely admit, I have no idea what the writing infrastructure is there. Nor do what I. What the hierarchy is. But somebody's doing good work on SmackDown and somebody's doing bad work on Raw. So you should take whoever's writing this. Put them, have them shadow people on SmackDown, or just at least have them run their ideas past whoever is doing good work on yes. SmackDown. What did I tell you before we started? How they should have done this? Oh yeah, have this feud center around Sami Zayn claiming he's a better athlete than Bobby Lashley, because it's a goofy way of focusing on the in-ring competition aspect yep. of things. Yep. Because they've already they've already dropped the sisters thing. That one. Well, no, Sami referenced it. He named the he named the walls. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, I'll put it this way. They didn't escalate the sisters oh, thing, no, and no. they totally could have. And I could have, I so would have seen that happening. Oh, yeah. Then they brought out the actual Instead, sisters. they escalated the, his uh, military and service. And the sisters beat up the real, the guys who played the sisters. That kind of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally could have done that. Yeah. Yeah, instead, you're right, instead. So the, the yeah. Sami Zayn uh, challenged Bobby um, to a run through an obstacle course that he said was based on what the Green Berets do. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the Green Berets get through this in like a minute or two minutes. Yeah. And the Bobby Lashley got through it in 47 seconds. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was funny. And then uh, Sami Zayn attacks. He Gives takes, him a haluva he, kick. He takes a swing on the rope. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's it not, is bad. It's not good. I don't know what the deal is with this. It's There's so no bad. heat to this feud whatsoever. It's so because bad. It's been so Nobody bad. cares. So bad. Uh, then we had uh, Finn, Bob Roode, and Kevin Owens backstage. Braun comes up, and he's like, I'll fight all three of you. One of the three. Why don't you triple threat on me? Triple threat on me. Why don't you all team up against me and get these hands? Get these hands. say that. Let's have an orgy of violence. Wow. So that brought us to our main event, Finn Balor versus Bob Roode versus Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. And it was a fun match, match. man. This was actually a really fun match. Kevin Owens hit that frog splash off the top of the ladder. That was magnificent. On to Braun, putting him through the announce table. Oh, so magnificent. And you know what? 
it was such a great way to take Braun at like remember because remember when we were complaining back at the Royal Rumble years ago when Roman got taken out of the Royal oh, yeah, Rumble yeah, and then yeah. he like didn't he go backstage and take yeah, him out on a from, stretcher yeah that's right but you didn't really see anything that was over the top violent no Rusev just put him through a table yeah that's right yeah and that was kind of it why not just have him stay out there I know you know have yeah. him stay out there because oh again another like Kevin Owens should be top guy dude when Braun started to wake up towards oh, yeah, the finish yeah, yeah, yeah. of the that match. the reaction was great. And the TV direction was really good because they filmed it just like a flipping horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Owens starts freaking out mm-hmm. at Braun Strowman coming to because mm-hmm. Kevin figures he should have had this match in the bag by yep. now. Um, but man, so much good stuff. Um, There's a stretch in this match where uh, Finn hits his coup de gras mm-hmm. on Braun on the verge of winning again. Yeah. Um. Man, how huge would it be for Finn to be actually beat Braun at some point? Yeah, it'd be huge. He's been on the verge of it twice. Braun ate three finishers, though. And kicked out. So I'm not sure that's going to happen yeah, anytime soon. And in fact, when I say Kevin Owens is like this, I don't, you never sleep on Braun. No. Like, they could, Vince could easily wake up Sunday morning and say, Braun wins the money in the bank and challenges Braun. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's if, if Vince ever gets off the Roman is top guy thing. Mm-hmm. If he ever gets off that mm-hmm. and says, okay, a SummerSlam or whatever, we're going to have someone else beat Brock. Yeah. If he makes that change in his own mind, then yeah, it's entirely possible that Braun could pick up the win at Money of the Bank. It's entirely just, possible. It's just, will he make that change between but now and Sunday? You have, but you have Braun, but then you also have Seth. And we've yeah. heard that Seth might be the guy at SummerSlam to take on Brock. We've yeah. also heard it's going to be Roman. That's until I hear otherwise or see otherwise. But Braun kicking out of three finishers. Oh, it's massive. That, I mean, that, man, the math on that is kind of crazy. Yeah. So he kicked out, well, he didn't kick out of the coup de gras. Bob Roode broke up that pin. Bob Roode hit him with the glorious DDT. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens broke up that pin. Mm-hmm. Then Owens hit a frog splash. Mm-hmm. Braun kicked out. Yeah. Man. I know. So, yeah, it's not like bang, 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 but still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the they, idea is, and the commentary sold it, is that he yeah, kicked out of three finishers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did. Um, in the know. end, though, Braun power slams Owens onto a ladder. Onto the ladder, yeah. And picks up the win. Yeah. Fun match. Yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. We have um, a couple of packages here. Yeah. Oh, one thing, one thing you didn't mention here uh, that mm. I meant to bring up was that they also uh, uh, had a little segment talking about Brock... And his oh uh, yeah, breaking CM Punk's record for didn't, longest. Didn't didn't note CM Punk by name, but they did no. say you know he said the long in thirty years the longest reign for either the W the WWE or Universal title. And Paul Heyman said there's much more to come over the next twelve months. Oh dear. So hopefully in the UFC octagon. Yes, hopefully it's not on WWE TV. Yep. Mail time. This one is from Jacob. Here, you open the package. Okay. This one's from Draft House Games. Oh, cool. And this is a letter from Jacob Fonts. Although it's so, like, proper, it looks like it's a bill. It does look like a bill. That's what I thought it was at first. And it's first class pre-sorted? What kind of job does he have where he can send us official mail like that? I don't know. Maybe it is a bill. Is he sending us a bill? It's like a cease and desist or something. <laughs> it's a credit card offer from Jacob Fonts. Would you like to refinance your home? Yeah. Um, oh, he actually says, please read off the air. Oh, okay. So he's sending us uh, a letter that's not meant for you. It's yeah. meant for us. This is from Draft House Games. 
Ooh, what's that? I think it's a new Whoa. Superstar Showdown. Nice. Look at that. Thank you very much. Those little uh little little, little pewter pieces there? Yeah, or plastic. Ooh. <laughs> or plastic. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Is it like is it trivia? I don't know. It's some sort of board game though. Maybe yeah. we should do a live stream of us playing that. There you go. Bring Luchando here. Yeah, man. Adam Mayhem. Yeah. How many players is it? Probably four. Up to six. Oh wow. But it's also ages eight and up, so I'm not sure Luchando would or Adam Mayhem would qualify for this. Anyways, Oof. let's answer some questions. Let's answer some questions. Let's answer some questions. Oops. Uh, oh, here it is. Raw Q. Oh, come back. There we go. Raw Q. Where did I put them? Oh, there they are. Uh, Tokyo Dome Hayes, who retires the Rock at a retirement match at next year's WrestleMania? Oh, he's not fighting again. No, he's he not. He's already not more or less retired. Again. Yeah. But for the sake of this question, let's answer it. Uh, who should retire the Rock? Rory Grace says Ricochet. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I kind of feel like if it's going to be next year, it's got to be somebody much higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, like Seth. It's got to be like a Seth Rollins mm-hmm. or like an AJ Styles or something. Mm-hmm. Sort of an air. Triple parent. H. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, bronze grappling hook. Since CM Punk said he would show up in a mask at a wrestling event, where, what are the chances CM Punk is Luchando? Oh, zero. Zero. Oh, are you kidding me? Zero. No. no. Not even close. <laughs> Liam Wagner. He's bald. Did he lose a hair versus Twitter opinions match? <laughs> yeah, why did they do this in a feud? He's going to shave his head, do it in a feud, man. What a great wrestling tradition, hair versus hair, hair I versus know. mask. I know. Uh, things are. Uh, let's see here. Mr. Sinister, do you guys believe there will ever be a tag team Money in the Bank, Elimination Chamber, or any other special match that hasn't been a tag team? And I mean, if they were close to doing it this year, it's conceivable they're going to do yeah. it in the next couple of years. Yeah. Mike Lawless, power, uh, I'm sorry, Power Rank, the top five roster members, including tag teams, to join the Deleters of the World. Let's say they're going to make them into a faction. Well, I guess B team has to be top. B team, man, absolutely. Brother Nero. Brother Nero. Uh, any former Wyatt family members? Sanity. No. Yeah, man. Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, there you go. You're just dropping stuff all over the place over there, aren't you? I'm just kind of curious to see if there's a trivia aspect to this. Oh, all right. Um, next. Uh, embryonic reflection. Who else needs to go bald? I'm not sure about bald, but Shinsuke might look cool with like a mohawk. That's kind of what he's got. It's just long. Yeah, like a shorter one. Oh, man, his hair looks great. It does look great. It's great hair. He's got just, great hair. Well, then, by all means, go ahead and throw out a bald. <laughs> throw Eric out. Young shaved all his hair off, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. <laughs> he's balding. So, yeah. No, you're right, because yeah. he's balding. He's yeah. big-time balding. If he turns here and does a lunatic thing, he can, like, shave off just one of his eyebrows, too. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if he did, like, like just sort of yeah, messed it's all messy yeah, it's and all shaved off one of his eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, oh GT Racer 88 Power Rank uh, Five of the most shocking hairstyle changes in wrestling Well Undertaker's number one oh, yeah, I mean there was like a, a stinger Associated with that Triple H when he came out with no hair the first time That was pretty shocking Look a little plastic Roman here 
Didn't. <laughs> um, who else? Yeah, what other shocking hair changes have there been? Oh, and Eric Bischoff got it. McMahon, McMahon had like the worst bald head ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a terrible yeah. bald head. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Angle, yeah. 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 Uh, Jacob Omega. Hey, friends, I work at Best Buy. I've seen a lot of customers come in wearing wrestling shirts, and I always like to give them a nice too sweet. Wrestling is such a cool community where I can connect with somebody with a simple hand gesture. My question is, power for rank five ridiculous things I could do to let someone know I'm a fellow wrestling fan. Have fun with this one. Thanks, guys. Cross shop. Yep. Cross shop, of course. Yeah. You point at them and then go. But would you say suck it or no? <laughs> no. All right. No. No, you just do the Drew McIntyre thing. You point at somebody menacingly and go. Or you do but the- it's more on his hips. It was like on his hips. You do the Xbox. You do the Xbox thing. Or the you bounce around. Yeah. Um, um, what else? There's a too sweet, of course. Mm-hmm. What other uh, wrestling themed salutations can you think of? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. I think this is somebody. Yeah, and then you do this and transition to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know what you should do? You go up to somebody if they're wearing a wrestling shirt and go like this. There you go. And then or if, or, or if, if they're someone who's not wearing a wrestling shirt, just do yeah. this. <laughs> there you go. Then you go up to somebody and go like this. <laughs> people, poor people in audio, they're like, what are, these, what are they doing? Uh, Zach Sigmund here. I got to read this because he hasn't had a question answered. Oh. However, um, this isn't a question. <laughs> All right. He just doesn't like Okada. What? He says, after watching the last five big Okada matches, the four with Omega and the one with Naito, I've noticed that Okada isn't really that spectacular in the ring. Not saying he's bad, just not as spectacular as most people hype him up to be. If he's not your thing, that's totally fine. However, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I mean, look at the shirt I'm wearing. He's the Rainmaker. He's spectacular. He's the Rainmaker, Zach. He does everything really well. Yeah. But he's he's not like a huge spot guy. Yeah, he's just a real. He's an excellent in ring storyteller. Maybe Zach is just a fan of people falling off ladders or something. He's like, you know, I didn't. He's like, hey, look, I didn't see a swanton bomb from the top of a ladder. He's not. He's not that great. All right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I really thought Okada was taking it to another level with his last match with Omega. Just oh, the man. the hubris he was exhibiting. Oh man! Like his facial expressions were amped up a bit. Yeah, dude. It's like I don't know. He's like the. He's like just an amazing, maybe some people like, you know, it's like, it's like when you're a kid, you know, you, you read Shakespeare, you're like, what's this garbage? Oh, I know. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you grow up and you're like, I still don't get it, but I know it's amazing. Yeah. So much of what Okada does is very subtle. Yeah, I know. I know. And honestly, it's like the stories, mm-hmm. the story that he can tell in the mm-hmm. ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So good. So anyways, but yeah, he's not for him. Zach, yeah. Zach yeah. Sigmund, yeah, you're welcome to your opinion, man. Good for you. Um, how to lose at video games. If Jinder took the title off Brock, would it be the ultimate face turn? Man, man everybody would love oh. him. Everybody would love oh, him. My, are you kid- oh, yeah. Everybody would love him. Oh, people would nut. Wow, this is a great question. The glorious Steve Klain. Who plays the best air guitar? Tanahashi, LaParka, Kyle O'Reilly, or Hollywood Hogan? I'm going to give it to Tanahashi, and here's why. He doesn't need a belt to do it on. I can't, I can't stand Everybody it. Everybody else needs the belt. If Tanahashi... I guess not LaParka. 
if Tanahashi wasn't such an I know wasn't such an amazing wrestler, I I don't like anything about his gimmick. Okay, I'll I'll sorry. I'll his ring gear looks great. No, his packaging yeah. is immaculate. Maybe top three packaging of all time. Mm-hmm. He looks like a flipping action figure. Mm-hmm. His hair is a work of art. Yeah, his outfit is amazing. I cannot. He is. It's the. He's like. But all the other stuff, like love and energy, I don't like that. Mm-mm. Don't like that. Air guitaring. Oh. I like that he's so committed that he'll take it off and throw it so in the audience. I don't, I don't like any of that. I think that. it's a good way to connect with, it, with the fans. Wow. It's not a connection I want. Kyle O'Reilly, on the other hand, he's... Kyle O'Reilly is feeling it. Kyle O'Reilly doesn't know how to strum, though. That almost makes it better. But I feel like he need, like both him and Hogan need a belt to do it on. Yeah. Whereas Tanahashi can do it regardless. Who's the other one? La Parca. I kind of vaguely remember La Parca doing it. I watched a video the other day of Tank Abbott beating the legit crap out of La Parca. Oh, yeah. What was the deal with that? Apparently. Well, okay. So from what I read in the comments, I read this in the comments. Don't know it's true. La Parca was a big old jerk backstage. Oh. So apparently it was kind of a legit, like, you know, apparently we're supposed to be on Tank Abbott's side. Because man, he beat the crap out of him. Wow! Didn't didn't somebody produce a knife on somebody in like WCW? Probably WCW knife. I'm talking about Sid and Arn. No, I know knife incident. Was it Tank Abbott? No, oh, here we go. Uh, Samuel L. Bronkowitz. What was the real reason the bell was rung when Nia tapped out at the end of the segment? Um, <laughs> his guest Vince got hard at Gorilla. <laughs> That's why uh, they were just trying to emulate. Oh yeah. It was it was Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott pulls a knife. I, I think they were just out. trying to emulate the idea of, of 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 like an air of legitimacy. Like, oh wow, and I just tapped out. Ding ding ding. Yeah, it's like the response people's had that Ronda Rousey won that bit. Blake Whitehouse, the whole Lashley Zane feud started because Lashley gave Zane a stalling suplex. Power rank feuds that started over the dumbest reasons. Well, not only gave him a stalling suplex, gave him vertigo because of it. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, I, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, like. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I, there's like a million of them. Yeah, so I'm, I know. like, trying to just pick one. I know. You know? Feuds often start in just the stupidest ways. Or utterly ridiculous. One thing yeah. that popped in my head is the whole uh, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio thing about custody of a, of a, of a kid. Mm-hmm. That's a ridiculous reason to have a feud. Yeah, I mean, that was that was definitely convoluted, but everybody gave it their all in that feud. Oh, no, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, just the, the reason the feud began to, to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're really going to settle this complex legal matter in the <laughs> ring? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. I know. It just strange it strains credibility is my point. I understand it's professional wrestling, you gotta suspend your disbelief. At the same time, you're gonna tell me that you're gonna put a, 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 some paperwork at the top of a, a someone get off a ladder. Yeah. Is that binding it legally binding in any way? Doesn't oh, have no. the, a judge have to oversee it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. See like I can't get past that. I have a little bit of experience in that kind of stuff and I can I can firmly tell you that at no point is it legally binding to put custody papers above a ladder. Um yeah, so this Big Al thing. This is something that you and I really need to like do a little reaction to for our patrons. Um, what, the knife thing? Yeah. Uh, if you watch a few minutes earlier in the match, Big Al does a spot where he stands on Tank's face 
and it seemed like Tank got pissed and just spent the next two minutes beating the crap out of him for real. Punch after, let's see, that punch after Tank pushes him off his face. Uh, not sure if this is the, so this is on Reddit. Not sure if this is the truth, but this is the story I've always heard. Tank is told he's going to be in a hardcore match. He asks if that means he can use weapons. Thinking he means wrestling weapons like chairs and kendo sticks, the people in charge tells him yes. He brings a knife to the ring. Oh, my God. Then they fired him. Wow. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. What show is that on? Is that an episode of Nitro? Uh, WCW 2000 of some sort. Or I'll, I'll figure it out. All right. Uh, don't call me a lawler. Assuming we get Roman going over Brock at SummerSlam, what do you think of the Authors of Pain coming out after to destroy Roman, follow, followed by a heel turning Finn Balor, strutting down to the ring to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase? Excuse me, that'd be good, but it's not going to happen because Finn Balor's not winning Money in the Bank. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. He had his moment like last week. Yep. Um, Jurgen Record CEO Johnson & Johnson's. Uh, is he hasn't had a he's a new Patreon so oh. welcome 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 Jurgen welcome uh, powering top five ways or just give us a way that Drew McIntyre can get that most needed and surprise push take the strap off Brock somehow oh I mean that should be the easiest one he he I don't know if they can do it in time for SummerSlam but it's right there it'd be it'd be Brock would have, here's the thing it's, keep, it's, let, it's, let Brock keep the belt for another year yeah and people will be so anxious for anybody to take that title off him. And then over the next year, build up Drew and Dolph, and then have that have become split. have that become like the the form like the the most upper mid card feud there is mm-hmm. with that split. Yeah, and then uh, that's going to launch yeah. Drew into the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. He'll walk in that ring. It's Brock and be the most beloved man in all of wrestling once he takes that title off. Leon Crick wants to know again another first time question: Is Roman starting to get a better reception from the fans? It might just be, be he, he doesn't seem to get booed as much lately. What was his reaction? Did you? Was I mean, it's mixed still. It wasn't that loud, but it seemed like there was maybe people like if he's just not pushing the main event, they're like, all right, fine, we're not going to boo. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably the case when he's not when he's because like regardless of what his reaction is, it's not nearly what it is for like Seth Rollins, for Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, not even close. Even Bobby Roode, when he does the glorious thing, everybody says glorious. Yep. When Roman does his ooh, they go boo. I know. They're not saying boo earns, man. They're saying boo. Would you like to play some pay-per-view? Yeah. Let's do a WCW show. Let's, okay. I'm going to do that. Let's see here. Tank Abbott Big Al. I don't know. That might have been a Nitro, though. Or, yeah, Nitro. It seems like it probably was a Nitro. Big Al. We'll find out. Uh, let's see here. This is pay-per-view. Oh, okay. What pay-per-view is that? All right. You get Fall, fall Brawl 96. Oh, it's War Games, too. Oh. War Games? War Games? Tank. Abbott. I have eight Big. matches. Ah, God damn it. Big Al pay-per-view. This might take a moment. Uh, Oh, here we go. Let's see here. Uh, Oh, maybe it sold out. Sold out. 2000. That's the show where Tank Abbott was supposed to win the title initially. Well, instead he he won unemployment. How many matches do you have? Let's see. Results. (laughs) 
I've got 12 matches. Wow, I only have eight. How many do you have? Eight. This isn't even the right one, but whatever. I'll take the first four off then. All right. All right, here we go. I'll start. Fatal four-way for the WCW Hardcore Championship. Uh, the champion, Brian Nobbs, uh, had to take on Fit Finley. All right. Norman Smiley and Ming the Merciless. Norman Smiley. No, Brian Nobbs retained. No, darn. Uh, first, singles match between Chavo Guerrero Jr. and It's Me, It's Me, It's DDP. What, what one is this? What is this? Fall Brawl 96. Fall Brawl 96. Correct. DDP versus Chavo. DDP. Yeah. They are pushing him big back then. But a bunkhouse brawl match. Hmm. These are all like... Gimmicks? Gimmicks, dude. These are all gimmicks. Uh, Perry Saturn. Yeah. Versus Billy Kidman. Hmm. This is the year 2000. Billy out. Kidman. Yes. I pushed him hard then. Yep. Uh, next, a submission match between Scott Norton and Ice Train. I'll say Norton won. No. What is an Ice Train? I don't know. Not, I, don't, I don't know who Ice Train is. In a singles match, uh, Stevie Ray versus Booker T. Booker T. Uh, yeah, but it was by DQ. So something tells me Stevie Ray's to win. Uh, a singles match for the AAA heavyweight champion, Chip, the challenger, Juventud Guerrera, versus the champion, Conan. For the AAA title? Really? Yeah. That's cool. No Jeff Jarrett involved. Um, it was Juventud versus Conan. I'll say Conan. Yeah. He was big time. Uh, a singles match, Tank Abbott versus Jerry Flynn. Oh, Tank Abbott. Yeah. Uh, no knife involved. Uh, next, a singles match between Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. What year was it? 96. Mm-hmm. Benoit. Yep. Last man standing match. DDP versus Buff Bagwell. Oh, it's got to be DDP. No, I'm sorry. Really? It is Buff Bagwell. They're pushing him hard back then. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> uh, singles match for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. The challenger, Super Calo, taking on the champion, Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah. Caged Heat match. I don't know what that means. Well, there's a movie called Caged Heat. Did that have anything to do with this? I don't know. Name the participants. It's a, it's a woman in prison match, Caged Heat. Uh, Billy Kidman oh, and, guess not then. and The Wall. Guess not then. Wait, that's, those are the participants? Billy Kidman versus The Wall. But The Wall had Shane Douglas with him. Didn't Billy Kidman already have a match? Yes. Billy Kidman. Uh, no, the wall was no. Shane. Well, he had Shane Douglas in the Yeah, I guess I should have. Come on now. Put that together. Uh, <laughs> hard back then. Next, a match for the WCW World Tag Team Championships. The uh, challengers, the Nasty Boys, taking on the champions, Harlem Heat. Uh, I'll say, wait, who came in as champions? Harlem Heat. Versus the Nasty Boys. I'll say the Nasty Boys. Nope. No, wow. Should have gone with. Hardcore match. Terry Funk versus Kevin Nash. I guess Kevin Nash. Yeah, Kevin Nash. They were pushing him hard back then. Yeah. Uh, a singles match. Uh, Randy Savage versus The Giant. Oh, yeah. Oh, singles match. 96. They were pushing Big Show pretty hard. I'll say The Giant won. Correct. Oh, yeah. Finally, singles match for the vacant WC... Freaking WCW. Of course, it's vacant. WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Arn Anderson as special guest referee. All right. 
Chris Benoit versus Sid Vicious. Let's go with Benoit. Yeah, Benoit. Because then he left. <laughs> they put the title on him and then he left. That's funny. Uh, main event in a war games. War games. Match. You have the NWO, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and NWO Sting. Yeah. Taking on Team WCW, which was Luger, no, Flair, Arn, and Sting. NWO. Yeah. yeah, I know. They were pushing the crap out of the NWO in 1996. I got six. Good job. Nice. Anyways, that's it for show. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hilton, can you please hit the music? Come on. You know, when I say thanks, everybody, you're supposed to know just to hit the dang music. Can we get? Okay, there we go. Thank you, Hilton. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.